listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm a pimp. A pen's my hoe. She don't even move till I say so. Her only purpose in life is get me large. I got my pen working. 16 bars when I'm happy, she happy. Sad, she sad. She makes sure we both have. She know I got plenty more ready to replace her. Bitch better have mine. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Tales podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And uh, that's uh, the, the smooth croonings of uh, one Petey Steele. You guys may recognize him from his own podcast, Stillborn FM, on the Cookie Cast Network, or you might recognize him as a frequent uh, guest uh, and sock puppet of the Three Guys On uh, mm-hmm. Nation. Uh, and of course, you should be following him on Twitter. He's Stillborn DC. But uh, it's my man Petey. What's up, dog? Chilling, man. How are you? Thanks for having me ah great good. man good to have you man first time um first time we had you on the show dude yeah i know it's pretty wild to be here i've heard i mean i've heard a couple episodes and i've heard many great things about all the buzz you're getting and of course i love your online stuff it's just pretty fantastic oh man we're glad you could you can make it man um mm. and you've been uh, how long you been doing stand-up man well this is year five so it was like early 2012 so technically like four in we're on five right about now or four and a half you know at some point you stop counting (laughs) (laughs) yeah man so you've been doing it about five years man and how'd you come how'd you get into the uh you know scene with uh randolph and andy and those guys like a good group of guys to fall into Mm -hmm. oh they're the best guys to fall into it you know it I didn't really like fall into them, so to speak, until late 2013. Like I'd been doing mics all around DC and then kind of any room they put me at. And that was the way I kind of operated it. And then you start to learn that certain people, even in local scenes, have more influence than others in terms of getting you up on the main stages in front of big crowds and then who do things on the side, like they're 3GO and things like that. And it was, you know, I'd always heard about the draft house in Arlington, Virginia that they run. And I never liked the idea of showing up to what's quote unquote, an open mic and signing a list and maybe not getting on. Like to me, that was unthinkable. If I was the first guy there on Lombardi time and shit, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's how naive I was. That's how naive I was about the business. Um, And what I found out was I I didn't know. So I never got bumped. What I did was I didn't go there until Randolph and I had a chance encounter at the big hunt down in DuPont. I was getting off stage and I just rocked it. And he came by. I was like, good set. And that's what I was like. All right. Now this dude knows who I am. So if I show up, maybe something will happen. And I went and I got put on last that night. But still, I kind of worked my way up more and more into like the A block, which is like in the middle of any big lineup they do. You know what I'm saying? Like you get the five minutes, you're not getting the two or three or whatever. And over time, a friendship formed. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how I fell in with that group. Uh, But comedy, I'll do it pretty much anywhere in the scene at the year i'm at and that has to be your mentality you know yeah and, and then also i mean you've been doing the podcast how long you been doing uh stillborn fm 
Stillborn FM since about June of 2014. That kind of happened because my partner, Steve Nix, um, from New Jersey, who's down here, DC, he just said, yo, we got to do this extra stuff and do podcasting. And pretty much a lot of people pick up and do them, but not many people keep doing them after a while. So at first it became a weekly thing. Then as I got more into it, I made it bi-weekly. And then when I went to school, I tried to go back to school briefly, and then I realized how much my life had been taken over by comedy. Mm. Um, and I stopped school three weeks in. I pulled out, took my money back, and said, hey, you know, I got to really give this thing the dice roll in addition to my normal day job. Yeah, that period, back. that period so, of time where you can like get your money back in school is like the best time because it's like mm-hmm. you know take it kick it around a couple weeks see if it's worth it and then you just go nah fuck that man it used to be my favorite part i was on a scholarship for most of my time in school but my favorite part of the thing with my scholarship was the beginning of the year where i basically would take classes on like two or three week trial periods and i just be like i don't like this motherfucker mm-hmm. and just drop that shit and pick something else <laughs> man yeah, I did it a whole bunch of times. The only time I never really did it was high school. I think that's unfortunate. But at that age, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to take this. Your parents are like, shut the fuck up. Eat your spinach, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and then you repress other interests that you used to have. But I think now we're living in a society where people are putting people on more tracks. There's less well maybe there's not less labeling but at the same time there's more options out there because everything for everybody you know yeah oh for sure i took computer science for my first semester in uh, college and that was a mistake like i i hated that <laughs> shit I, I thought i wanted to be that shit for 17 years because my dad's a, a computer uh professional person uh person and uh computer contractor and stuff and i was just like yeah i'm gonna be like my dad and i got to school and i was just like this shit is boring i'm sitting here staring at a screen for fucking five six hours sometimes and 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 i don't care that much so i was glad to get out there and get around people a little bit more than those machines man um pd yeah. where where's your accent from man i've been wondering this since uh every time i hear you <laughs> and like to me your accent sounds like uh Raphael of the ninja turtles uh first movie <laughs> i gotta hand it to you for originality i never heard that one I, I that's probably my most oft-asked question um and i honestly don't know anymore i've, I've lost my I, I wish i could give you a straight up answer but it's like okay so i was born in miami florida when i was little and when i was born and then I moved up to D.C. and Maryland, first Maryland at like six, and then lived in there till 14. My parents split up. I moved into D.C., and since then, I've been living in D.C., but I went to college in Wisconsin. I've lived in New York. I lived a year abroad in Spain when I was in college. So anymore, I, I don't know, and I think linguistically, I'm pretty talented, like my parents or my dad's an english professor my mother is a uh retired professor for the deaf she teaches them french and latin and different sign languages and shit wow so i pick up things i i mimic stuff and i do this on stage too so then i work in the inner city in dc i pick up all the lingo in there when i'm living i mean it's easy for me to acquire stuff so it's kind of like a mishmash it's weird Mm. i don't know anymore 
yeah i feel like you should be doing like voice acting or something because it's such a unique uh like mix of different uh accents and stuff man it's like it's a, it's impossible to place i i never heard anybody that sounds like you uh before can you about to no something? one sound like me yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're very unique and when i had first heard you on three guys on i thought you were black yeah. <laughs> i thought you was an old no. black man and i was like he don't look nothing like that voice he sound like he ought to be fishing and gnawing on a fish bone <laughs> yeah me me and pd would make a hell of a combination of voices uh voices yeah, compared to bodies y'all confuse people yeah <laughs> we did a show together yeah. people would see our picture together afterwards and be like oh that was rod that said that part and then that must have been pd that said the other part <laughs> uh, but yeah i'm sure you get that a lot man like did you did it just like happen one day like were you like 14 and then like your testicles dropped and then all of a sudden it was like you were talking like like this or was it like you always talk like that no i mean i think i had something to do uh with puberty but i remember even getting to high school and i hung out with all black guys and they clown me for the way i talk you know because it was <laughs> unique even for them and they were always getting clowned because they were black and you know it was a predominantly white school so for talking anything like ebotics they get shitted on and then i'm rolling with them and then i'm getting clowned by them and i'm like hey what the fuck you know but i guess it was like hey you know it's that different yeah well you know what it's just yeah it's just different because it doesn't like it's not offensive like when iggy azalea mm-hmm. talks like how you like you had that moment where you're like why are you faking this voice like i don't have oh, that feeling with, with yeah it just yeah, feels like, authentic and different right but it, it feels like that's just you yeah you could just as well be at home do you you your voice is like the voice of every uh cop drama where they're just like hey man um this dude got murdered and they talked to some dude that's like working at the docks and he turns around like i didn't do it you know like (laughs) like your voice could be that guy too man this is a great voice yeah your voice just makes me think of food like i just be wanting to see greens and collard greens and (laughs) and dressing and shit like you just gonna be like you're gonna place an order or something i feel like every voice makes karen think of food though (laughs) it's not really fair to put that on pd but I see your point, Karen. It's like Uncle Junior on The Sopranos right. when, like, Bobby comes <laughs> in the nursing home and he's just like, you all know what bacala is? And they're like, of course you don't. We took salted cod. We taught the world how to eat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and now, uh, did you you did you used to rap, man? Because, I, you know, I know you start your, your own podcast with, like, a rap every time, right? Right, yeah. Yes, I did. Um, I had one album I did in 2003. I recorded it up in St. Paul, Minnesota with a bunch of guys I knew from college. And then, um, you know, after that, just here and there, I'd do like a street cipher battle thing or whatever. I was in a battle like last year on their new shit because it used to always be someone would plug in an amp or there were tables or you'd just have a guy doing a, you know, man-made beatbox or whatever but nowadays i don't know if you, you're familiar with all the smack url and king of the dots yeah but yeah i love that shit but like the fucking um leagues are all acapella now uh-huh. so they've started up a bunch of these acapella leagues in like baltimore which is where i went to do this thing smooth tv 
and I battled some guy who was like a blood from Queens that I hadn't even written for. I wrote for somebody else, and the guy I wrote for didn't even show up. But it was like the most disorganized, grabastic, oh. just, you know, punched together. It was like in one of those, like, liquor slash um, – bodega stores you know where you <laughs> yeah. go in you can buy liquor or there's a bar they got a couple glass partitions cameras up in there you uh-huh. know a few couches. there's a couple people sitting there honkies with the heroin lean on you know every time <laughs> someone kicks a dope punch line and the crowd goes oh the, you know the dope yeah. fiends are waking up like ah! <laughs> <laughs> are you and did crazy, crazy. Did you win the battle? Uh, not by popular opinion. They didn't really <laughs> judge it because it ended up uh. being a one-round promo of three minutes of pop because my opponent didn't show. Uh. I mean, it basically turned into like a crowd favorite thing. So this guy came with a bunch of dudes who were definitely like proudly, boastfully like street criminals. I was there dolo. And when you look at, like, the YouTube comments, anybody that's into, like, lyrics is like, I won. Anybody that's into, like, you know, street stuff, rep the jails, this and that, mm. said he won, you know? So so, it's a, so this is on this is on YouTube? Yeah, you can pull it up on YouTube. It's, it's Steelborn FM versus Luck Dollars. All right, all right. This, yo, this is crazy, man. Like... Uh, and then the person that didn't show up was it? Were, were you writing for Lauren Hill? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's some crazy shit. I can't believe she had the nerve to say that recently. But hey, you know, I guess you get big to a point where you start thinking you don't have to show up on time. You I wanna, wish I could do that with my comedy. The person you was writing for was like, man, my energies wasn't aligned. Did they? <laughs> did they ever tell you what? like why they didn't show up no you know i actually had to go to the draft house that night to do a spot so i got there at the time the event started and we were pretty under card so i was thinking this guy would show up on time we'd battle at like 6 p.m at the latest and then i'd be out and go back to arlington from baltimore and do my spot Mm. and this guy didn't show up and then later he showed up into like the eight thirty nine hour, and then they put him against some other guy that showed up that maybe had a round on deck. And that's something I kind of learned from the experience is like it's not enough to just have people you prepared for. You actually have to have like generic bars in case someone doesn't show up or someone else's opponent, and maybe you can step in and get footage. And it's kind of opportunistic, but that's just how it works in those things. Damn, dog. I could I saw him and I would have whooped him. I mean, he was he was trash, I thought. Yeah, it well, I can't even imagine like um doing it when I wasn't preparing to do it. Like that's some real that takes a lot of balls cuz I would have just been like, "Look, I didn't prepare for this. Y'all y'all on your own, man." Especially if uh you have that home versus away thing where you don't have anybody with you mm-hmm. because most of the time with the optics in those battles, it's just like the reaction that the other dudes have is what wins or loses it to the people that are like you know impartial they're just like well everybody's running around on that line so it must be the better line 
Yeah, I mean, if you're not a lyricist and you just tune in and you're going off crowd, you think, yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's funny. It shows you how subjectively people even watch, like, rap battles. It isn't even about what rhymes. It's about how hard you hit a punchline or what kind of swag or how many people you rolled up with. This guy, too, I have to hand it to him. It was strategic. I mean, he jumped right up. He had a round on deck against me, and then he had his own boys, and then he pretty much had them like, I don't know, without telling them, they just got in front of the camera in such a way so that when I was rhyming, they could make stupid faces or like things like that to kind of detract from the ambiance, make it look like it was something it wasn't. And, you know, that was pretty, uh, that was smooth, but. I is is there rap. is there like <laughs> money on the line or something or like how does that like what does the winner get just bragging rights not at that level um right. they gave a hundred dollars to whoever kicked the verse of the night out of the entire card and that went to another guy in a different battle um mm. but there was no and i think there was some bread on the line for the championship bout there was a guy a title defense and he defended it and they might have given him like some studio time at some mm. loading dock or some bullshit you know? <laughs> and then like you know 50 bucks or something like that but nothing to at that level i mean it's amazing they're selling like ten dollar tickets in the back of this dingy ass place called the good times cafe people are bringing like you know plates of macaroni and cheese and like chicken they cooked <laughs> oh up and goodness. shit like that on tables in the back i mean it was cool that they came together and did it no drama no nothing but right. i mean it was very um very ad hoc yeah yeah, uh. yeah th- those entire battle things uh have taken on a life of their own because one you do have the threat of violence all the time now mm-hmm. yep. or you just gotta hope somebody doesn't take it too fucking far because you know you see those on world star where you're like oh that dude shouldn't have slapped him or whatever um and then the other part is um rap battles like when i grew up because uh you know i of course i used to rap because i'm black and that's what we that, do that's that's all you need yeah one of these days i haven't done it yet but uh i hope hopefully nobody steals this idea but one of these days i'm gonna start the longest fucking black twitter uh trend by getting everybody to just talk about the like to name what they used to rap by you know like what's your rap oh. name because every black person got one that that like you know like i wouldn't say every but like 95 percent of black people at some point thought about rapping and came up with a rap name uh but uh i remember um back when i was a kid uh we had a rap battle in ninth grade but it was just like these dudes used to battle before school all the time and so i prepared a rap battle because i tried to do it and i got i got eight the first time it was terrible um (laughs) so i studied so all weekend i was just like that's never gonna happen again because the other dude was prepared he like had a whole little rhyme and and shit and he like you know ate like two or three people and shit and i was like fuck man uh so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna win this rap battle uh next time i see him and he's not gonna expect it because i was a nerd and there was no fucking way anybody expected me to really be able to rap and so i I prepared our weekend and i even had part of the rap i remember it was uh like chip foo where it was like real fast so it really didn't even matter what i said it Mm -hmm. just people were just like oh shit he's rapping real super fast right 
so uh i won and then i quit i was like i'm never battling again <laughs> <laughs> like, go out on top yeah he was yeah. He, he kept trying to find me at the start of the school day like come on man let's do it again i'm like that was it like i don't i just was embarrassed i wanted to win and i'm out of the game i retired on top baby um, yeah that was the iggity iggity dos effects era if you showed up kicking shit like that you know you could win pretty much any like lunchroom cipher yep yep that was basically I that. what and i there did was, like the cannabis era where if you use some big scientific terms <laughs> like, oh, yeah. even if no one knew if it was a real word or anything you know it doesn't um, even have to do with it doesn't even have to make sense in the lines uh that you're saying like you can just mm-hmm. be like and i'm kicking it scientific because my force is centrifugal and people are like oh like, shit <laughs> i gotta look He's this up probably had the most shine off anybody who did that you know like yeah. the astronomical is whatever bombing you <laughs> like the flu or whatever yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was yeah he uh keith murray had so many lines that were just like uh i'm gonna look that up to see if it makes sense and it never did like it yeah. i just no, he said, what is it? Shit I craft is harder than Chinese math. And that's kind of funny, but it's like, ah! wait a minute, it's the same goddamn alphanumerical <laughs> system here. You know, it don't matter if it's Chinese, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, you're like, is the math different? Uh, is it not 10? They don't use 10 digits over there? They got way more letters than they got numbers in Chinese. You <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> he yeah, he should have been like a uh, Chinese language. He would have had a much bigger point to make, man. But yeah, he... uh i remember that time uh and 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 then like now when you look at rap battles it's completely different like they're like going up there giving people's entire credit history like they okay. research a family genealogy and oh then it's like you know your father went to prison and that's why oh, you yeah. ain't shit and you're just like whoa this is another level i'm not it doesn't even have to rhyme anymore really it's just like personal revealing facts about this person's life and you're just like i guess you won the battle because you did the most detective research right yeah. you painted it's... this guy's father is a snitch so clearly you're the realer one you win yeah right and that's how you get a brawl on fucking stage because you know people are sensitive about that shit and you get to talking about some real shit yeah it ain't gonna end well yeah i mean something sometimes when that happens you get something completely glorious though from a lyrical standpoint there's one in particular i don't know if you saw um t-rex and charlie clips Mm -hmm. but t-rex went that angle where he said oh charlie your father was a big snitch and it's known in the streets and boom 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 and charlie came back with this wild rebuttal about who his father was he named him by like first middle and last name and then gave some big thing extolling his mother and all this stuff and it was just unbeatable Mm. and it just floored rex and it was uh, that's a brilliant battle that's wild man and then and then also in the comedy scene they're like taking on a lot of these like battles and roast battles and Mm -hmm. rap uh freestyle things man what do you think about that like the hip-hop elements kind of invading the uh stand-up scene the comedy thing i mean you know it's sort of something i've been doing a little bit here and there with my acts like i definitely rhyme some words here and there to give things extra effect and punctuate stuff or i'll make some references to rap songs or this or that um but i don't know if i want to see whole big freestyle things and things like that i guess if it's done well but it's sort of 
I don't like it. it this is the thing with rap. And, and I was talking with Tim Miller about this. You mm-hmm. know, he was telling me, he says, you know, he's like, Petey, I just get so pissed off when I hear a podcast and it's just a bunch of white guys talking about hip hop. For some reason, mm-hmm. it just pisses me off. And I said, well, do you not want to talk hip hop with me, Tim? <laughs> you know, it's more something. He's like, no, 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 it's different. You know shit. He says, but it's like, a lot of these guys that don't know anything, and I sort of feel his pain. Of course, right. I'm not black, but I'm from the era where, you know, it was a thing to be a white guy that was into this kind of music. Like, right. you weren't liked for it. You weren't liked by blacks. You weren't liked by whites, necessarily. Right. You had to be really, really, really in the know to get any respect, and you didn't give a fuck. You just did it because it was what you loved, what you were about, what you spent your money on. You know, and it became a thing now where it's so big and it's part of the reason all the mainstream stuff I think is bad for the most part because Mm. the audience is too fucking big now. And Mm. there's just anyone can be down. It's been this way now for almost eh, 10 to 15 years. And I think every time it gets co-opted, it gets watered down and it just Mm. it, it makes me mad. Like there was an Arlington rap done a video about ah four or five years ago and it's you know some white guy talking about making raps about how he goes to bed bath and beyond and all this stuff (laughs) on the weekends and buys his duvet and ha 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 right a lot of my white friends who don't really care about rap it doesn't really like dictate their life or influence it they were all like oh ha 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 like that's cute or whatever like what do you think about that it's some funny shit and i was like no i actually feel kind of insulted by it Mm. i I think it's fucking stupid and uh they're like man you need to lighten up and i'm like no i don't like this is not uh it's not that much of a game to me i think as it's become for a lot of people so you throw it into something comedy and force people that didn't care about hip-hop when it was like unpopular to start getting into it now and it just sort of it it dilutes it for me that's how i feel it's kind of like rap covers and shit how people get a guitar and they take a song that uh is popular with the hip-hop community and then they like have a white girl sing the song instead yeah yeah it it can be a little bit insulting uh can what were you saying yeah and, and to an extent i think a lot of times for a lot of well i guess for a lot of not all the time like there are some people who come into uh the culture who actually loves the music educated you know knows about the music but i think a lot of times when they feel like it's being whitewashed Mm -hmm. it makes people be like i don't like when white people just come into the circle because a lot of times they come and they want to whitewash and you're like you're stripping it of of his soul well you know what i'll say though is i feel like hip-hop is the only self-regulated music so even when people infiltrate they pretty much just get kicked out or they get uh like people mock them until it's not cool to like them anymore like iggy azalea had a year where white people basically supported her career and she was unavoidable because of her record sales right but the entire time there's just like a a backlash of black people and and people that love hip-hop being like she no she's not a fucking real artist she's whack we don't like her and now she's like had to cancel her tour she's pushed her album back multiple times like i think that shit um it's the only music like that no other music is like that in my opinion it's like if you have sales 
they'll let you come in maybe country is a little bit like that but i would say more in a negative way but maybe country's a little bit like that but for the most part if you can just like play the music and shit and especially if you're not of that culture people look at it like a novelty like oh look this dude's doing rock and roll and he's asian or whatever the fuck right with hip-hop it's like mm, do you love this shit though because if we find out you don't love it right or we find out that you're up here fronting and you don't do any of this shit you gotta fucking go yeah. and that's different you know uh, which yo, i love about it yep no i completely <laughs> agree i that's just always how i felt about it and it was just it was a more like i'm not one of these guys that says oh yeah everything's got to stay back in like 94 or whatever <laughs> i mean i'll admit that's better music right but the world changes so you have to like incorporate some things and be happy at some degrees of like social progress that don't get acknowledged in hip-hop a lot for different groups of people but that being said you don't have to change the flavor of it it's like the way i don't like macklemore like i like right. his ideology i'll admit the craftsmanship on his music is solid enough but the flavor for me is just never going to be right like i didn't come from an era of like listening to blue note samples and you yeah. know shit like that to just start hearing like a kind of weird like maybe it's an auto tune and a beat and you know i got like the hospital i work at the nursing staff and like older doctors are like jumping around a thrift shop and telling me how cool it is it, I, it, no no you I'm know sorry. how you know i only hear macklemore songs if it's for a trailer to a movie that's the only time i ever hear macklemore so i didn't even know that song was his that thrift shop song i i was just i kept hearing it in the beginning of movie trailers it's like robert de niro is a 77 year old it technician but he's about to take on the comedy of his career and he's like i'm gonna pop some cash i got 20 dollars in my pocket but that's the only time the same thing with that um what was the other one he had that uh same love thing about gay people ma- nah it wasn't that one he had another one that was like whatever the fuck that was i would only see it in movie trailers it'd be like you know it would be like Dwayne the rock uh taking on and you hit it right he was a he was a he was a failed nfl player but now he was getting his life back together he's gonna start taking care of his kids whether we go that's the only time i ever heard his songs and i'm like and then um i heard the one uh not i didn't even hear it i heard i read articles about his white privilege song and the only thing with macklemore is i'm he's a person i'll I'll never listen to Mm -mm. but i'm glad he exists for white people that like hip-hop or want to be introduced to hip-hop maybe they can go through him and be like oh okay so this is my privilege this is um yeah he says a purpose but not for me you know right right i i agree with that i i have no problem with any of his messages i mean i thought the whole award show gimmick he pulled (laughs) but aside from that i mean i think he seems like a fine person i just don't you know care that much to be like oh now your music's good you know right exactly like when he what was funny to me is when he apologized to kendrick for winning that grammy 
uh i was on his side because i was like everybody in the fucking world knows you need to apologize for winning that goddamn grammy there's no way your album was better come on that's right like we everybody knew it and uh some people were like well it was really arrogant of him to apologize i'm like no because he's aware that he's an interloper like he he knows he won that for being white and like if he doesn't acknowledge it then it's bullshit you know what i'm saying so he knows better so i never had a problem with that dude Mm -hmm um so you know he's cool and i kind of like the hands well, what i had a problem yeah. with there was that when he apologized via text kendrick should have been the one that ended up putting that up or oh yes all, or just yes. saying in an interview but bragging like hey guys look i did the apology haha right. like yeah. no oh well you know what man actually i'm okay with that and here's why think about it from macamore's position I know his Instagram was on fucking fire with just you motherfuckers, culture stealer, thief, yeah. cracker motherfucker. I know he was getting it and he had to, yeah. he was like, I'm gonna post something because this shit ain't never gonna end. All day. The problem with that is, as people that, uh, love hip hop, we both know, or we all know, uh, that wasn't gonna end shit posting that screenshot. Yeah. So it really was fruitless on his behalf to post it anyway, but, i know that's what he was thinking was like well maybe if i tell him that i know mm-hmm. I, I agree with them they'll they'll let no, me go no nope. we're mad because kendrick nope, didn't win nope. period <laughs> we mad opportunistic you know exactly you can't win dog you just gotta take the l even though you got the w that night man yeah <laughs> um but i do love where hip-hop is uh who is in the hands of now man i never thought i'd see too. um you know because i think at the top we've always kind of had um people that were questionable at best because it kind of gets to that point where it's almost pop mm-hmm. yeah so like a drake being at the top i don't like i don't think in the 90s a drake would have necessarily been at the top but no no way so many other times in hip-hop the person at the top that was selling a lot we were all kind of like i mean i like will smith but am i gonna is he does he define what hip-hop is at this moment to me no, no. you no. know even I, though i like him yeah i'm gonna always begin jiggy with it but no exactly exactly like that dude the person that sells the most has never really defined hip-hop except for maybe like right around the chronic era right. uh because no i mean nobody knew white folks was gonna be into that shit that shit mm-hmm. everybody loved the chronic at the time and bad boy kind of had that moment but then like after that i feel like you could be the number one selling act and not be the most representative of hip-hop at the time yeah. but um I, but i'm so i'm okay with that but i look at like kendrick selling albums uh chance the rapper you know getting a whole lot of buzz right now i need to listen to that logic like, yeah logic. yeah i mean yeah one baby yeah it's like artists are here that i feel like it's in a like i i run out of time to listen to everything i want to listen to right and and i think for me personally and it kind of frustrates me and it's very very insulting when people said there's no good hip-hop or there's no good rap music it's like nah you're just i'm not saying funny you're lazy and you're just not looking because you're not looking you, around right if you really wanted to find good music it is literally out there but you don't use the tools at hand and you just complain yeah the, the roots are still putting that album out every two years like that's crazy to me yeah you know it's I mean? nuts did you see that freestyle black thought yes the other thing at harvard jesus christ Bro, i played it on the show man it was so inspirational man it, and educational and it's that's what a craftsman is right there man that that yep. dude is a craftsman man so uh i should probably do all the intro shit to the show at this point um <laughs> 
sorry guys we get to talking man we like we like pd and uh oh, thank you i love you guys had some questions and stuff um of course you can find us the blackgowtips.com uh itunes stitcher search the blackout tips we'll we'll pop up leave us five star reviews if you like the show we'll read them on the air when we do our feedback show on saturdays the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today marks day 517 that bobby schmurter has been locked up in jail with his two million dollar bail not being reduced um and of course um we yeah no sponsor today let's just get right into all the shit that's been happening um so i guess the number one news for us is um karen is finally famous now guys i know i'm finally famous karen welcome to the club (laughs) i'm a famous i've been famous for quite some time i know lift me in the dust <laughs> you know y'all regular folks i mean it's cool i like y'all regular people and <laughs> honestly we couldn't uh do the show without the you know you normal normals is what we call y'all <laughs> but now uh that we're both famous can how does it feel to be famous felt just like it felt yesterday I, right well d- don't tell the normal people that we like oh, my to, bad <laughs> we like to pretend that it's really that it's really cool it uh, is cool it, it is cool you know what and the funny part is that we actually did this a while ago and i actually forgot about it literally forgot about it and i was at work and my phone kept blowing up and your mama texted me i was like <laughs> oh that's why my phone was like ding 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 i was like what the fuck is happening your phone was, it was, your phone was, was it levitating from all the vibrations yeah, i kept saying what is happening <laughs> levitate levitate <laughs> levitate man yeah so i put like this i was just as shocked as y'all yeah uh craig Lindsay wrote about us for ebony uh magazine ebony.com um it's called podcasting couple keeps it really real on the black guy who tips and uh with the subtitle surround sound meet a married couple captivating listeners all over the country with their charlotte-based podcast listen up um yeah and uh i saw this this morning and it's so funny because just yesterday we were talking about how uh someone wrote about the dim thrones hashtag which you know we popularized mm-hmm. on twitter and then they kind of gave all the credit to black girl nerds and i checked and I, they still never updated that so i'm assuming they're not going to oh no they're not but i remember being yesterday i was just like you know what it's it's fine mm-hmm. like it's all kind of going back to the same place anyway black twitter and i try not to get too um up or down over that because those are friends of the show right. and you know good you know good on them and they and they made sure to correct everybody on social media like yeah, no yeah they we good didn't. people yeah it wasn't us they came up with this so every you know shit just happens sometimes you get lazy journalism mm-hmm. but yeah. it's so funny that the next day we get this and this is like oh yeah that's right we in motherfucking ebony dog ebony like i text my mama <laughs> the black dog. The, the, I, I emailed my father he was like yo what's going on i was like yeah man uh ebony magazine i'm on this shit tonight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right like my mom was so funny is my mom's a beautician so you know i've you read know all about that jet and ebony yeah i've read many a jet and a many a ebony magazine in my time man and uh it felt good to be able to send that link to my mom uh she said looks like y'all made it uh ha 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 congrats on keeping it real black black in all caps uh keep on doing y'all thing love you both so thanks mom and uh yeah now this quote this this magazine has more quotes from me than karen uh but that's because um he had to do like some follow-up emails and stuff to Mm -hmm. get like to finish the interview 
and it was like one in the morning and i was like oh, that was that's fine yeah i was like i can't wake up karen to answer the rest of these questions I was, but i tried to represent as best as i could for oh, both of us handled it well. and uh people have been enjoying it uh so far so and it's funny because at first it was just like a couple minute interview on the phone and then it turned into all this so you know we talked in for a while yeah thank you to everybody that shares it um all the people that went over there and um left comments because people left so many comments and i would say the the dopest thing about it is so much of it has been straight up love Mm -hmm. i haven't seen any negative comments towards anybody else negative comments towards us i mean we try to put a lot of positive shit out into the universe and work with a lot of people and uh it's cool to be recognized for it and um i think it's a testament to not just our work but just the kind of people we are you know because there's you know other times yeah other times you see like people be like shady and shit and like oh i like this show because fuck this other show and i'm like that's not really a compliment i don't want a compliment that involves putting somebody else down right uh or anything like that like just you know just just fuck with us because we like us and and the rest will take care of itself and so many people showed us love uh one one account followed me it was called like black republican on twitter and then within within a couple seconds of following me it tweeted like yeah but do they have black conservative zone or something like that and uh i retweeted at them and said absolutely not so (laughs) (laughs) how you how the fuck you gonna just hear about the show and then be like put me on then like that's no no and uh something i would uh like to say and uh just uh doing this podcast and work with Roderick and meeting all the wonderful people we've met and we've said this when we make it y'all make it and i think a lot of our fans kind of understand that and not only when i mean y'all i mean like people that have been guests on the show y'all make it too because one thing about me and Roderick is that we try to spread out and get connections with a lot of people because what I realized about podcasting, nobody can make it quote unquote alone. Like you literally have to build a network and build uh, relationships with people and things like that. So it's one of those things where as people come, you're going to, as we go up, we can't, we like to pull people up with us. And I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it's one of those things where as our platform get bigger, everybody's platform gets bigger and i think that's why it's so much love from the fans and so much support from other podcasters because it's one of those things where it's the the, the cross promotion you know the friendships and we've actually built real relationships with a lot of comedians and everybody kind of across the board and it's one of those things where we literally couldn't do it without you guys it's like us being here is because of you guys and so it's a big old thank you just that we were even recognizing it all is because of you yeah it was dope man i teared up a little bit when i first saw it i was like oh this means something to me mm-hmm. i didn't even realize it would until i saw that shit on ebony i was like oh this is big this is uh you know I, this is an institution baby yeah yeah it is old school institution and i think on the on the on the cover unless it's changed cam newton on the front there you go Uh-oh. so Uh-oh. uh yeah thank so thank you everybody man that supports the show because i uh, couldn't do it without y'all and couldn't. uh you know as always uh it's it's cool to have a moment to celebrate man and mm-hmm. I, i'm retweeting every compliment Me okay too. i'm, I'm flood, telling you I'm now your timeline up i was like retweet 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 because when people talk shit about you it spread fast it spread fast and it oh, sinks yeah. deep like that like Viral. 
yeah and it, and it and it sings deep like that's like like bad shit uh gets through and it sucks because that's just the way humans are built but you gotta be a damn near a psychopath for bad shit to not get to you right so like bad shit has a way of seeping well, I in i work with psychopaths and actually nothing gets to them good or bad <laughs> they're just dumb don't don't be like them yeah exactly so like you know it's like if you're a, a comedian uh 99 people can laugh and one person boos and you're kind of like fuck man what what's your you know what's this guy's deal and that's kind of how it feels sometimes with uh social media and shit so like to have a, that moment where people are just like y'all deserve this this is cool i love y'all shows this is important at what y'all do and then i i'm retweeting all of it because it's, it's dope and you know people don't understand that that that's cool but i always see people be like don't like people that you know retweet that compliments i'm like well that's your problem like cause yeah, I'm, yeah. not mine yeah thank you for Why complimenting you? me i mean you're building a thing here and the way this works is you keep doing it you get involved with everybody and stuff like that you retweet it and it gets more and more viral and then hey maybe you end up on ebony magazine you know come on yeah thank you man so let's let's talk about news guys other than other than the news we made um, <laughs> mama made it yeah let's get to the bad news here yeah um kim kardashian is has been accused of being an instagram spy mm-hmm. by iran oh get out. yeah yep she has vowed uh to keep taking naked selfies until i die um so that's her pledge and, good. and i'm not mad at her i mean you know yeah. now i'm like can we accuse serena williams of some shit because i mean it's it's a lot of uh suspicious ladies out here that i I think should be getting naked for the instagram and uh iran do your part you know (laughs) do your part well get out here how does that make her a spy is it just because they're living in like a theocracy and they just don't want nude pictures getting around anywhere or what they say she's trying to corrupt their young people and women with her provocative often naked instagram selfies but the reality star had the last laugh at the 2016 webby awards on monday night declaring naked selfies until i die there you go sorry i ran yeah y'all not gonna beat kim kardashian getting naked y'all gonna have to wait till she like 45 50 yeah y'all y'all yeah y'all gonna take that l yeah Mm -hmm. people people gonna be looking at her naked man i mean north koreans get those shots too man they don't even have internet they just get everything from south korea who has the best bandwidth of any country in the world <laughs> right they're just running bootlegs across the fence you know they don't care i love what? that um I, I love that um kim kardashian getting naked is a threat to iran and and, the, and they're using the same excuse that uh prudish women online use about like the, what about the little girls that'll they'll now they're gonna be taking naked selfies it's like uh stop bringing up other people's kids that's that's not my job i'm not raising your fucking kid uh-huh. with my instagram page if that if it's up to me to raise your kid you have failed them on several levels yes you have before they get to me <laughs> yeah just because they show don't mean they go and that's the other rule you true know? right Plus, I, I I mean, honestly, we're being technical about this. Most of the important part to me is that we keep calling these naked selfies. They're not. <laughs> They're highly censored selfies. I mean, you can't see shit. And, I mean, she might as well be wearing a bathing suit because everything's blocked out. She puts big-ass censorship bars over them. So I feel like ah, people we're being need, cheated. Yeah, I feel like people are missing the point with all this distraction over hating her 
and we need to get down to the real truth which is that these are this is not naked right all right. mean, but, 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 but examine the spectrum. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to sound like some ignorant ethnocentrist, but like everybody in Iran with a vagina is wearing a cloth bag pretty much, right? True. Like a beekeeper uniform or some shit. Mm-hmm. Not the beekeeper. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know the necessarily the makeups of each city and shit, but yeah, I know that like a burka and stuff is obviously covering more flesh than Kim Kardashian's bars and these, um, in these instagram selfies but i just want to as a as a porn purist i just think we should get down to brass tacks and talk about how these are not naked selfies and everybody needs to stop getting upset about this because honestly uh there's porn stars that should make people more upset than this and we're gonna be quite frank about it these I, i we still haven't seen uh you know i need to see nipple at least before we get mad ah yeah, it's just because it's circulating around more than these other porn stars that are letting it all hang out, you know? Yeah, she's setting a bad precedent to other porn stars. If we want to talk about impressionable, if we want to talk about impressionable women, those women are in the industry and they see what works and it makes them be like, well, I'm going to put some bars over my titties. I'm anti bars on titties. Get them titties free, ladies. I agree. I celebrate y'all anyway no man because those she sets them up to succeed she's actually doing the better porn stars a service she's like yo i'm only not even gonna show like side boob now fucking go get this trap money (laughs) right i I don't appreciate it yeah fucking my game up yes in fact in fact go get my app yeah i can't i can't jack off to no bars come on man Uh, i mean i can barely well not barely i that i was about to lie i was gonna say i could barely do it to pixelated porn but that's that's not true i was about all. to say that. oh that's not true yeah I, uh japanese yeah, people they know what they're Davis. doing i don't believe in soft core pornography <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of soft core pornography oh vernon davis is who's a tight end for the redskins yeah. uh now oh oh he changed teams okay well, he's a tight end for the Redskins now, and apparently he's in a tight spot after his fiance Janelle Horn put him on blast for cheating on her. Uh oh. Janelle oh. took the, she took the Instagram, of course. Meanwhile on Instagram. Yippee Kaye, Yippee Kaye. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that uh, Instagram is like better than news at this point. Mm-hmm. Like Instagram, yeah. Instagram is the only thing that's scooping TMZ right the only thing that's scooping them <laughs> so uh she took the instagram to call out vernon's alleged dark, dirty dog ways uh she took a picture of him and then she put it next to a picture of some new chick who looks much younger and has probably less kids so she says when you when you give a man your all 15 years three kids and you sacrifice your life and then he cheats on you with a 20 year old child and lies on you at vernon davis 85 at oh did she oh at julia underscore miranda oh she put her name in there mm. hashtag you're a liar and a cheater hashtag you want it to be oh wait you want it to be or oh yeah here you go i don't even know what that means you want it to be uh, oh yeah i don't know what that means at all is that an acronym for something i don't, I don't yeah know. i don't o-y-i-g you want to be o-y-i-g Anybody on your know? instagram 
there you go i guess you want to be on your instagram well here you go hashtag low self-esteem uh hashtag i'm over it hashtag nothing hiding behind your lies oh did she add ball alert uh i i don't think she did i think ball alert put that on the okay I, hopefully they put that on there i don't think she added them but um uh this is where we got it from ballalert.com so of course there's comments mm-hmm. let's look at the comments guys okay yay cj lewis says 15 years three kids you didn't lock it down yet okay <laughs> see and then she just typed a bunch of a bunch of random letters and 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 uh uh looks like uh punctuation marks oh v says arrow up to the comment before hers it says yep should have insisted on a ring at the baby number one things happen don't allow them to keep hanging with no secu- happening with no security at least you'll get support sad oh rod tbgwt says oh lord Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 15 years she sacrificed and he would leave her at the drop of a dime <laughs> she swallowed her fears stood by his side she should have left his ass a thousand times <laughs> she ain't gonna cry beautiful brownie said 15 years three kids and still a fiance child <laughs> moving in silence says i bet she go back <laughs> <laughs> man the the, the, the volatile conversation is the best uh sierra sharice says i just came in here for the comments lol glamour phd says 15 years she a damn fool she trying to make him look bad when her behavior is just as embarrassing um (laughs) i don't understand why it's just as embarrassing i think that's a knee-jerk thing to feel in emotions which you should if you're married to someone for 15 years you got three kids by him and uh you just kicked you out like that you know well she wasn't married for 15 years oh they wasn't married it was Mm-mm. just common law just con- yeah. just hanging out just, just being friends friends with benefits and kids mm. london louis says at rob oh oh that's to me okay rod laughing my ass off ha ha you're too funny thanks london louis brown skin beauty says maybe she truly was in it for love but for security that ship has sailed Aww. and of course of course 40 minutes ago <laughs> Uh, hating ass terrell jones chimes in with this gym he a super rich wait hold on <laughs> all right here we go he a rich super athlete he's supposed to have side pussy i'm glad he didn't marry your spiteful ass either so you not getting spousal support and you damn show sure ain't getting half a shit <laughs> vernon davis <laughs> vernon davis is an old bitch spirit breaker and i salute him oh lord <laughs> how many hugs did he miss a lot a lot of them mr jones nobody nobody delivers like hating ass terrell jones man they went to hug him he blocked that <laughs> like, i don't want your hug right i just want to ask terrell jones a regular and uh your guys is yeah. yeah 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 pretty much every baller alert article he got something to say and uh, almost he every time it's some that, hateful hateful shit he was spitting that hot hatred yeah so there you guys go man that's what happened to vernon davis do, do y'all blame her for not getting married uh three you know, kids li- legally if she can't take anything from him or whatever then i do blame her <laughs> i gotta say she <laughs> fucked up you know i just love how uh cold we get 
like like uh we like everybody believes in marriage and love and shit like we're all in our personal lives probably looking for some semblance of happy ever after and shit like we're completely corny and sappy in our brains but Uh when it's somebody else's shit we be like ah that's why you fucked up yeah yeah i I can speak on my own though i mean i don't have relationships that much like six months might be my longest joint yet with a woman i'm 35 years old and it's because in part i have these kind of fears you know Mm. too so you scared you scared you're gonna have uh, some woman's kids and she gonna cheat on you and leave you well yeah because the, all the kind of women i attract are insane anyway i mean it just it happens that way <laughs> and, and it's always been the case you know with all the men in my family going on down from the great grandfather great grandfather listen to this had a wife and kids he was a professor someplace he got on a train went from tennessee to wisconsin see the pretty girl at the train station and just up and left his fucking family That's what wow. Yep, my grandfather deadbeat. My father, I mean, much as I love him, divorced from my mom. I mean, just did not. I don't think he even wanted to get married. Honestly, mm. it was just one of them things, you know. And so then, seeing that, that probably makes you hesitant towards long term relationships. Yeah, because like you say, you know, we all have these sort of sappy ideas, and some of it's cultural, some of it's bio- biological. But then I see it drifting now because i think we done fucked up the divorce rate Mm. so much it's like way over half the country who's been divorced at least out of heterosexuals i don't know what the future will hold for gay marriage and stuff like that but i mean we ain't got it right so what's what's inspiring about it scientifically for the most part right yeah well i mean love is stupid in my opinion uh but it's like a drug you know like when it's work when it's working it's the best shit ever uh so you just have to become that corny matching sweater wearing motherfucker dog it just Ah! is what it is like you know yeah because we got a picture like that yeah everybody's going you know everybody's hoping for it even if they kind of hate it they kind of hoping for it it's just the way we've been conditioned and shit never again that's a bad idea you young folks don't be taking pictures with matching sweaters it's dumb jk rowling who you guys may know of uh writing harry potter mm-hmm. she defends bigoted trump donald trump's right to free speech she says okay. uh if my offended feelings can justify a travel ban on donald trump i have no moral ground on which to argue those that that those offended by feminism or the fight for transgender rights or universal suffrage should not oppress campaigners for those causes the harry potter author says um who asked her for her opinion uh let's see where was nobody she nobody talks a spell on her she spoke yep. on the importance of free speech uh monday night during the pen america literary uh gala at the mm. american national natural history museum in new york city they're giving out pen awards that night i guess or yeah yeah (laughs) she said intolerance of alternative viewpoints is spreading to places that make me a moderate a liberal and a liberal most uncomfortable only last year we saw an online petition to ban donald trump from entering the uk it garnered half a million signatures at that point the audience began to applaud but she asked to finish her thought i find almost everything that mr trump says objectionable i consider him offensive and bigoted but he has my full support to come to my country and be offensive and bigoted there his freedom to speak 
protects my freedom to call him a bigot his freedom guarantees mine i mean mine um so she says unless we take that absolute position without caveats or apologies we have to set foot upon the road with one destination uh if my offended feelings can justify a travel ban on donald trump i have no moral ground on which to argue that those offended by feminism fight for transgender blah 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 well who is saying trump couldn't say what he wanted to i've not heard that yet yeah it uh, apparently it was a travel ban um uh like was that more of like a symbolic gesture how can you institute a travel ban legally i cannot see that for a guy of his wealth or anybody unless you're like a fucking criminal and it's documented yeah it was a petition it wasn't an actual thing from the government um here's the thing i will say i'm kind of sick and tired of um the fake ass freedom of speech defense because freedom of speech is technically the government locking you up or penalizing you for something you said you know and it's not even that we have full freedom of speech in america we have limited freedom of speech protection anyway it's certain right. shit you really can't say nope. right. you know can't call yell fire in a crowded theater you know shit nope. like that um but so many people really think people saying you have an unpopular opinion that i find to be hateful and i don't want you around me and i wish you would shut up people will use freedom of speech in that instance and it's always fucking wrong you know i feel like every time it comes up that means that person is losing that argument and has lost all grounds to stand upon because if you can present your reasonable factual discussion or whatever that way like if you're like no here's the reasons why what i'm saying needs to be said that's different than if you say well i have the right to say this shit it's like well yeah who the fuck is challenging that right so anyway that's why no 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 i know what you mean i mean i wonder sometimes because i was thinking in particular of the fred phelps case uh y'all familiar with that guy that old yeah kid? yeah he's and, dead now thank goodness but uh yeah but you know when he was going around picketing funerals they went ahead and instituted some congressional bill that banned him a certain amount of yards from all the funerals so they couldn't picket it because right in, in that case i and i think they were able to uphold it because it sort of violates a bad tendency clause because you're playing with people's emotions in like a troubled time right. you're making them prone to violence i mean that's almost tantamount to yelling something like fire in a crowded theater yeah and that's where freedom of speech gets dicey but i and trump too i mean to make a kind of exemplary uh analogy when you're talking about the shit he does at his rallies mm-hmm. almost inciting fucking fights and physical mm-hmm. beatdowns against counter protesters i mean that clearly to me is not free speech not to mention i mean part of his quote-unquote free speech is saying i don't want muslims to to travel to the united states yeah I like mean, that's he with all of us yeah he's literally trying to put a travel ban and you're promoting why he shouldn't be banned from travel i get that some people want to be batman when it comes to like liberal politics and shit but i'm just not that guy Mm-mm. you know i'm very much a uh punisher type uh <laughs> when it comes to this shit i'm like fuck him but yeah anyway people saying he's they don't agree with his opinion and they wish he wouldn't say it is not the same as limiting his freedom of speech um and even if they limited his ability to travel to your country that still wouldn't be limiting his freedom of speech like uh he wouldn't be saying that hateful shit he could probably come there like anybody else you know but as far as like uh 
like they don't stop him from saying the hateful shit they just saying don't say it around us mm-hmm. um anyway um let's see what else we're talking about speaking of uh freedom of speech man bernie sanders uh supporters were very upset in the nevada uh because um it was time for them to have their like uh delegates come in and shit and the bernie sanders delegates didn't sign up in time uh to be to be democrats so they pretty much technically lost those delegates because mm-hmm. you, you can't vote in that that primary if you're not part of the party i mean right common sense a lot of states have that where it's closed right yeah rules okay. are rules yeah yeah and so of course whenever the rules don't go their way it immediately turns into uh the whole system is rigged and this is voter suppression yeah right. it's that's, bullshit that's and, not the same sweetie and uh now i do understand that there does seem to be some bullshit in this process though because like uh apparently the people who were running the this convention when so many people showed up they was like oh we gotta change the entire landscape of this because we got motherfuckers in here about to start some shit so uh they came in and were like look we got to change some temporary rules and part of the thing is like the majority of people need to agree with the temporary rule change and obviously with all those bernie sanders people in there who may or may not even been democrats they it was like the crowd didn't go yay or nay it was just kind of like no blah 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 blah. they were just like okay rules change bye And, and so they got mad you know and some people are claiming they started a riot and it was chaos and all this shit i don't know depends on who you talk to about that shit you know like the video i saw people was already on the ground so i don't know what happened to be honest um but what i do know is that they were texting uh the woman who is um over this um nevada democratic party convention roberta lang the chairwoman uh she was getting threats and shit they doxed they doxed her uh What's meaning that mean? they put Dox. her address out there oh, why yeah yeah um so she got she just put screenshots of some of the text she got middle fingers of course uh answer the phone bitch you're fired bitch someone will hurt you um you're fired bitch hashtag of course feel the burn uh speak or else corrupt bitch answer the phone you pussy um are these national socialists or what yeah <laughs> i i guess so you're a cr- yeah like bernie sanders wouldn't have done this like why do you think you're helping him by doing this uh I've met some sanders re- uh, supporters but they all seem like hippies to me like all the ones i know are just did it for free pot and like health care and stuff right yeah man i like uh that's the like thing dog walkers the, the, the ones i know offline and shit seem to be cool right now it's only the ones online that i that are acting this fucking insane they're for not all of them but a lot of my fanatics you're a criminal having programmed for longer than you've had a job since 10 years of age all i know how to do is make your life more challenging you're un-american you're a threat to the nation the people will overcome brush up on your computer skills you will need them when you're jobless um you will regret your actions shameful cunt uh you stupid ass bitch we're coming for your ass start looking for a new job ass hat your number is going viral and your actions are being watched everywhere you are an asshole uh good grief um you're even a coward they probably didn't even know she was though like that you know little part of the race or that leg of the race yeah it's and also like 
people are demanding responses when there's like 1100 messages on her phone <laughs> like Ooh. i like i'm surprised it stopped long enough for her to get screenshots you know i know her phone her phone lily levitated yeah and- <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah man it it got pretty bad someone left her a voicemail and i think she posted the voicemail let me see if i can play it for everybody but uh yeah it's like two or three minutes of voicemails and hey, Berta Lane. this is a citizen of the united states of america and i just wanted to let you know that i think people like you should be hung in a public execution to show this world that we won't stand for this sort of corruption i don't know what kind of money they're paying for you but i don't know how you sleep at night you are a sick twisted piece of shit and i hope you'll burn for this yeah that got- person sounds not threatening yeah i was gonna say like that dude i mean now obviously i'm not her i'm not a woman and obviously if they were calling my line i'd probably be like uh i'm definitely sleeping with the heat tonight or whatever but yeah that's a fair point but 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 at the same time like that dude's voice sounds like he sounds like the dude that like you argue with when you're checking out a movie from Be- from blockbuster or something like he doesn't oh, sound you don't want to get a discount yeah listen i i we will not stand for your shit yeah these late fees have been piling up you gotta have a down payment. Ah! <laughs> i rented pretty woman and that was three weeks ago but i took it back okay before the deadline are you really <laughs> sure you don't want to buy this coupon book <laughs> Yeah, no, that that guy has no base. I don't think so. All right, let me let me play some more. Here's another person, I guess, uh, who left her, uh, you know, hate message. Oh, now it doesn't want to play. You can return my call at six one nine eight three eight nine two two two. I'd love to go into further detail with you about this, though I am sure you don't have the courage to do so. You cowardless bitch, running off this date. I hope people find you. You fucking stupid bitch. What the hell are you doing? You're a fucking corrupt bitch. That is so fucking wrong. You should be ashamed and disgraced. You need to step down from that position because you are bad for America and bad for the Democratic Party. That was fucking bullshit today. You need to step down. You're a disgrace. Oh, Roberta, 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 you old, old hag. <laughs> the whole thing in Nevada. You're really kind of screwed, lady. Um, you guys sound yeah, stoned. Really stu- yeah, I think he's high on the free marijuana already. He's he's already calling it. Man, it's just, but I guess the thing for me is just, uh, it's more confirmation that it, these people do exist. Like, i think people try to write it off as just like these non-existent people but you know people these people will harass you man they'll call you they'll fucking email you they'll say all kinds of fucked up shit to you and they are real out there Um, i'll tell you one thing i mean i've been to a degree one of those people before i hate to admit this mm -hmm. but i will i worked in politics maybe 12 years ago and the way they underpay all their field workers and canvas people and shit and have you going door to door, getting Dobermans coming after your ass, you know, like people just not giving a fuck working 12 hour days. And then on like the election eves, you're working 16, sometimes 20, sometimes all night. You get a little bit fucking cagey. You get 
overly zealous about what you believe. You fail to look at the whole picture that a lot of this is bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. and you might, you might snap. I remember meeting one lady one time who said she was going to back my candidate. It was Carrie at the time and then calling back because they make you call everybody like 10 times too throughout the course to make sure they're still on board and do their numbers and everything. And I called her back like Eve of this leg and she said something to me like, oh, no, I'm going to go for Nader. I said, fucking Nader. What are you talking (laughs) about? You know, and she says, well, no, he's good. I really agree with all his like political stuff. I was like, well, you were agreeing with Carrie before. She said, oh, no, but I've changed my mind. I've thought about this. And I said, come on, you really got to do this. Like, this is not a vote that goes anywhere or whatever. She's like, no, I'm doing Nader and that's it. And I said, fine, have fun wasting your fucking vote then and hung up on her. And then she came down to my office maybe (laughs) like an hour later and I just clammed up because as you say, I have a very distinct voice, you know. (laughs) It's like walking around the office like, yo, where's that guy? I don't know where he is. And I'm just like sitting there pushing a broom like, "Mm I don't do the (laughs) (laughs) So I think in a way, a lot of those people, they're either staffers that are overworked doing it, no excuse, but that's what it is or they're just these political junkies that sit there c-span in it 24 hours a day and they get some weird idea in their head everything's against them i think it fucks you up to an extent if you get too involved in politics yeah we are at the point where the zealots are the only people left on the bernie side Mm because you know it's winding down man and now that you're near the end if you're like if you're one of the people that said fuck my tuesday night or what fuck my monday night i'm heading down to the nevada delegate uh delegate count even though i know we're not technically allowed to be participate i'm gonna stand in line you're a zealot at that point you know like that there's no reason for you to be there like technically the rules won out you lost technically you know that your vote your delegate vote doesn't get counted you just don't give a fuck anymore so i mean it's prone for some shit to happen man i i feel like him and trump have tapped into that like disenfranchised white dude like anger for like young people and shit like in young and you know young people anger like this the economy is fucked up because my parents ruined in the shit and people are just showing up being like kind of crazy about everything right now but it's like y'all gotta calm the fuck down because end of the day him and hillary voted together 93 percent of the time like yeah it ain't that big a fucking difference to be honest which is funny to me because uh i was gonna vote for whoever won the democratic nomination i just was telling people early he won't do it but if he would have won then i would have been voting for him it ain't that fucking what i'm not gonna let trump win that's just stupid yeah (laughs) it's like one dude's like i'm bringing back slavery the other person's like uh well i just think that minimum wage should be 15 dollars and the other person's like maybe 11 dollars it's really not it's a huge difference between the first and the second person okay is what i'm saying uh second to third whatever uh all right let's get into uh we've talked a long time i think we should get into our segments guys we got uh We'll, we'll skip fucking with black people today and go straight to guess the race okay guys okay let's get some racism going here now that is time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that is time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time 
that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestant today peter Steele from stillborn fm to guess the race and the chat room plays along and chat rooms races mm. all right article number one let's see we'll start with this one two elderly women were arrested after beating up a 33 year old woman oh Two elderly women arrested for beating up a 33-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm, and I'm guessing the race of the elderly or the kid? Yeah, the criminals, the, the elderly. Okay, uh, they're white. All right, let's check. Well, and here, I'll read the article, you know, for some clues in case the oh, chat. Oh, okay, yeah, go yeah. with the clues. Go with the clues. Yeah, the chat room needs some, you know, they need, they like their clues. They like they their like details. They like some fodder. Sure. <laughs> Two elderly women were arrested and charged with assault after beating up a woman who asked for a little privacy at the checkout counter according to police reports in south carolina deputy said two women are accused of attacking a customer at little cricket a store on pack in Pacalec, south carolina now karen and i we went to a little cricket in uh charleston yes we did yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was a interesting experience i'll just say it that sure was. i did not take any cash out the atm even mm. though we needed some put it that way uh when she asked them to give her some space while checking out according to spartanburg county deputies it was because the victim asked the women to give her some space while entering her pin code for her debit card at the checkout register all i wanted was a little privacy i did not know it was going to take i was going to take a beating for that said the victim amanda parker mm-hmm on monday afternoon parker stopped at the little cricket on pine street in Pacolette uh unaware that she needed to be taken to the hospital uh after she was done shopping (laughs) (laughs) the line was long and i stopped and waited for two women who had been there the entire time she said deputy said the two women had bought lottery tickets and stood at the counter while other customers including parker got help before them i said you give me some privacy i'm getting ready to use the debit card parker said they were very hateful and said well we do not need your money investigators invest identified the two women as 80 year old mary wanamaker and 20 and Ah! and 63 year old myrtle smith them some names uh i tried to be respectful they were older women parker said they continued with their mouthing as i was walking out the door one woman spit on me oh uh the situation got worse at at that time the victim turned around with her open hand struck one of the suspects in the face then the assault escalated According to witnesses, the fight moved outside where the two suspects began hitting the woman in the head with a gallon jugs of windshield washer fluid. <laughs> I guess she got her uh got her her Come clock cleaned. <laughs> refresh, baby, your screen. Oh, uh, I froze. All right, let me refresh. Give me a second, uh, chat room. I don't want y'all to miss out on the glorious details of this uh this this uh just racism this fucking fight. i've already reversed my earlier prediction <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can change your mind at any yeah time. yeah you can change uh it's not final until we uh we actually ask for the race all right let me put myself back on screen here uh wait where where am i okay let's see if i'm back okay there i go all right so um she says they were bigger than me i had previously i had previous surgery so i could not defend myself 
the final finally two construction workers on the street saw the fight and intervene <clears throat> the women could easily have killed this woman if those two construction workers had not intervened based on their statement she would have been seriously injured but parker says she seemed to be that seemed to be their intentions they threatened to shoot me in the head if they had a gun parker said based on witness statements and camera store in, images wanamaker and smith have been charged with second degree assault and battery um man oh wait they had a whole news report this whole time again tonight with a story that is only on fox two upstate women one who is 80 the other 63 are accused of beating a customer outside uh, a gas station. guys they are holding hands walking into the courtroom in their orange uniforms mm -hmm. that is so adorable these old women in spartanburg county and both suspects faced a judge this afternoon. We told you last night that the women were wanted, and today they turned themselves in. They're accused of beating a gas station customer just because the woman asked them, please, can I have a little privacy? Right. The customer says she was checking out. She was using a debit card and wanted to put in her PIN number without the suspects looking over her shoulder. So tonight, that woman came face to face with the two women accused of beating her. And Fox Carolina's Derek Dellinger has a story you'll see only on Fox. My eye all the way down. I have swelling and some scratches from it. The marks are still there for Amanda Parker, still two days after the 33-year-old says she was beaten up by two women. The accused, 63-year-old Myrtle Smith and 80-year-old Mary Wanamaker. I feel like they had all intentions of trying to beat me to death. Around 10 o'clock this morning, deputies say Smith and Wanamaker turned themselves into the Spartanburg County Jail. The two appeared at their bond hearing hand-in-hand -hand until their names were called. Do you understand? Yes, sir. But Parker was watching this afternoon, and she saw both face-to-face -face for the first time since the incident was reported on Monday at the Little Cricket gas station in Packlet. Parker says she asked the women to give her privacy to put in the PIN number for her debit card. Deputies say Parker was spit on, slapped, and then beaten on the head with gallon jugs of windshield wiper fluid. Parker says she never expected it would come to this. I would like to see them not get a bond for brutally attacking me. Um, but if they do, I would like some kind of restraining order to protect me. Smith and Wanamaker both got $5,000 personal recognizance bonds on second-degree assault and battery charges with orders to stay away from Parker and the gas station. You can bet your life I will not have my foot next door no more. Okay. I was accused right. wrong. That's the condition of your body. I was accused wrong, but that's okay. Parker says the charges don't match the pain she's feeling, but she says given the circumstances, she's happy with the magistrate's orders. She says the odds of this crime happening are one in a million. She told us never once did she think it could or would happen to her. They look like nice women, and I, I was for sure they would understand, but I guess looks can be deceiving and i hate to put it that way but i really thought they'd understand all right Petey, what uh is the race of the two women mary wanamaker and myrtle smith african-american all right let's check the chat room and see what they believe missionary baptist black uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one medea black sally from the valley's grandmother baby wait black women whooped her ass and went back to pick up an item they forgot and still got back in line in time to check out <laughs> oh black women are fucking the key masters of that shit that is amazing uh peppermint patty and they purse black uh peppermint okay gangster grannies we don't even know what a debit card is black grandmothers oh. i bet they smell like halls and peppermint candy black 
(laughs) 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 becky is gonna start beating on the elderly uh and black the correct answer is Peter, you got it right they're both black I knew that was true because of the surnames. I've never met a honky named Wanamaker. <laughs> that, that is a name for your ass, ain't it? That is true. Yeah. That's yeah. a black ass name. I have name. met black people with that name, but no honkies. That's a good point. Uh, and of course, some people guess white for some reason. <laughs> way off, guys. Way off. Um, but yeah, they look like anybody's grandmama, man. They just i think what happened was they, they were big right no they they weren't even big man i think what happened was How frail was this white girl that got her ass kicked she was bigger than them but she had just really? had surgery yeah she had just had surgery, surgery. here's my guess Petey. this is what just knowing the south and knowing white people and black people like this i feel like what happened was they were up there talking multiple people checked out with no fucking problem because mary and and myrtle go up there and talk every motherfucking wednesday or whatever they scratch off do the lottery they do that shit every wednesday and they sit up there and talk for 20 minutes about Junebug and everybody else (laughs) and and then people check out they go hey mary hey myrtle and they walk out whatever you know they hey bud you still working down there at the lows that's good baby keep it up you know they do that shit and then this lady didn't like that these black women was up there jaw jacking close to the line and she was like hey, can you excuse excuse me i'm trying to check out can y'all see i'm trying to use my debit card can y'all just go over there and they didn't like the fucking attitude and they black and they tired of white women coming yep. through like that and she caught the the slavery beat down for centuries oh, yeah. of ancestors that had put up turbo move yeah, basically Yep. Yeah, just, me and Randolph were talking about that the other day. Like you seen the like the white kid that was calling the N bomb to this dude on the yes. bus who was older and he got his ass handed to him. And it's like Randolph's like, you know, you don't play with these old guys. I mean mm-hmm. he's thinking about like ten different previous slights of not getting a job and everything. So I'm like, Yeah, he's like powering up, you know, it's like yep. the guy holding down the button ready to fucking ha- throw a hayukin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, have you ever not gotten a fight that later you wish you had got into? You know what I'm talking about? Where like, what, late after getting in a fist fight, do I wish I didn't? No, no, no. The opposite. Oh. Like, where you could have fought somebody, but somehow you walked away like, it's not worth it. And then you. Oh, yeah, monthly. Right. And so did, but then ah! you get, sometimes you get home and you think about it and you're like, yeah, I wish I would have punched that yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, I feel like a punk. It happened to me the other night. I was driving through DC and this lady, you know, took a long time at a, at a green light. And I like honked the horn just twice politely, but you know, just wake the fuck up, you know? And we get about three blocks. She's going like two miles an hour, one way street. Mm. And anytime I'm trying to get around her to go up, she's like cutting me off, flicks mm. me off, you know? And then we get to this one stoplight and she kind of pulls to the side, like she's been to turn. And so I got around her and then fucking this, uh, cup of like water or soda or some shit hits my car and i go past and she takes this right and goes the other direction i went driving around the block like trying to find her or whatever and i couldn't fucking find her and i was like getting home and i was like i don't know should i have pursued that thing and i'm like oh that lousy bitch you know like i totally (laughs) got out of there just 
you know, said some foul, laid a foul tongue on her. I wouldn't hit a woman or nothing, right. but you know what I mean. It just. But you wanted uh, your, you wanted your come up, you wanted your justice. Yeah, 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 and you, and you, but you, but you did the right thing basically, which was yeah, go about your fucking day. Don't go to jail. Don't be, right. be in the news. Like I don't want to be. Oh, Petey still, damn. Yeah. You know, so, so like you did the right thing, but it, it still, there's a part of everybody, I think, that ego that's like, fuck that. Well, these women are old enough to experience a time where you probably couldn't say shit because you might get killed or some shit. Right. right. These so, ladies right. done lived through the Jim Crow law and they was like, this bit, this is one white bitch. We ain't going to take it from the day murder. Let's whoop ass. That's what I think yep. happened. And she caught the beating for the ancestors, right. dog. So, sometimes white folks, it's just best to just don't say nothing. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, fuck it. Let's see if we really got a black president. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Anna, I'd like to plead Obama <laughs> to, this, to the charges. Now, they were still wrong, but they was tired of her shit. Look, man, it happens every day. Somebody be wrong. Dead, you can be dead wrong, and I can understand. You know? True. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, you do the right thing, and especially now, I'm 35, I got a professional license, but let me just say, for the long term, it's the right thing, but in the short term, doing the right thing sucks dick a lot, you know? Ter- it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh. Uh, alright, bonus round. Oh wait. That's, that's the regular music. Alright, now bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Bonus round against the race where it's double the points, double the racism. So far, Petey Steele is one for one. Can he keep it going? Let's see. All right. Here's the story. Uh, a, <laughs> a mum. So this is from over across the pond. Oh, it's England. Okay. Yeah. M-U-M mom is creeped out by delivery of her favorite foods after one date a young mom has delivered uh has revealed i'm sorry how she felt creeped out after a man sent her a tesco delivery of all her favorite foods after just one date hmm. lindsay jones was stunned when the delivery van turned up to her home in cardiff on saturday morning with a bag uh with bags of shopping that she hadn't ordered but when she was uh when she saw what was delivered she realized that the person behind it was a man she had been on one single date with. Oh. Mm-hmm. The 33-year-old found a filet of steak, mussels, Henrik's gin, tonic water, and a box of chocolates in the bag, all of which she had mentioned to her date when they discussed their perfect last meal just days earlier. Oh, she trying to kill me? <laughs> but but Lindsay was not impressed and she actually had been trying to avoid the man's request for a second date before the delivery turned up uh of course this didn't stop her from posting on facebook uh she revealed i met the man for lunch last week it was perfectly fine but i didn't really want to go ahead with a second date i hadn't yet responded to his request to go out for dinner so i was a bit shocked when the tesco delivery driver walked up the driveway holding a crate of food i told him he must be mistaken but he said it was the correct house number as i rifled through it i saw the steak and the mussels i suddenly remember the conversation i had with my date two days earlier we've been comparing all the all the things we'd eat and drink at our last meal uh i suppose it was a lovely gesture 
but the sentiment was obviously are you going to agree to a second date or not i found it quite weird to be honest i was a little bit creeped out i'd only spent two hours with the man over lunch Lindsay's friends took a different view calling the gesture adorable ain't goddamn adorable how you get my address why am i getting a getting a blue apron box from you what if he picked her up from there maybe that's how he got the address no nothing Mm-mm. she she added it was a nice enough date but purely platonic i'm fiercely adamant that i want to remain single at the moment i even have a two-date rule what's the two-date rule because he what's didn't even, yeah he didn't even make it to second date to make the rule Lindsay now plans to eat food with her 10 their food with her 10 year old son before deleting and blocking her date's number from the phone well he know where you live see i'd be concerned about stalkers and that's a woman guesses what you have to be concerned about now how old is okay. this lady and man she is they didn't say what the age what the man i don't know what the man even looks like or whatever do we guess in her age uh her uh race but um let's see did they say 33 i think 33 year old single mom i think they said at the beginning of this yeah 33 and what city in england is this uh, uh she lives in cardiff cardiff she put a lot of information out like this is the part i don't understand okay you find this creepy and you you don't like that he did it's not adorable to you at all how the fuck does it end up on the news you know what i mean like it's like now there's more information about you in the public where you live her pictures in here she you know pictures of the the post she put it on she put the post on uh social media with the things he sent her um i don't know it's it even said i'm glad i heard it because it's entertaining but it's kind of a non-story i don't know if i feel good about the media now yeah her full name is on here her full name is on here when someone constantly asks to buy you dinner but you decline then you receive a surprise delivery from tesco of your favorite things and it's delivered by a six foot bear xxx so i don't even know if that's the status of rejection even Mm -hmm. and she didn't reply to his uh request to go on a second date she didn't say no maybe he thought this is the hard sell like you know hey this she'll think it's so romantic that i was listening to her on the date and shit and you know maybe this is what he planned to do for the second date anyway i don't know anyway guess the race uh pd okay that's white that's anglican white and i'll tell you why only honkies talk about death on a first date. Or period, really. Honestly, it's not a topic that I don't think black couples or black dates really broach that much. Yeah, also, a uh, weird choice to say your last meal, right? Like, I think that's where he fucked up. Huh, huh, baby, eat it, they're gonna die. I don't care if it is come from somebody. I'm like, I don't want that. Let's check the chat room. Whiter than a Lifetime movie protagonist. Aww. How white Twitter does $200 dates. <laughs> cardiff white as white as every meg ryan movie this never happens to me along <laughs> something doesn't <laughs> smell right white white and white everybody picked white everybody is correct <laughs> peter you are two for two my man perfect score i'll put her picture in the uh chat for you guys if you want to see it i feel like honestly on the low this is just completely advertising for her uh dating profile because like her pictures is like she's like that 
is like she has a great tinder profile type pick you know so she's bad huh yes i think she's putting it out there into the universe like i'm you know i'm out here i'm single i'm ready to mingle um i'm fucking on the first date you know i'm not dating Ah. anybody a second time what's her name Lindsay? you said Lindsay jones i put her picture in the uh uh in the uh skype chat too jones i ain't looked at the link yet but if you're out there baby i'll make you famous i'm (laughs) I'm on the fucking black guy who tips it's proof (laughs) right there get you in uh ebony baby what you trying to do Uh i won't send no bears to your door no cornball (laughs) shit (laughs) yo it's so yo dating in 2016 is so fucked up though because like it used to be a time where like that's some corny shit to do but it's just corny you know and maybe it's a little creepy but nobody ever finds out about how corny or and creepy that shit was she immediately put him on blast on the instagram man like boom like everybody knows you're a cornball and at best but it wasn't even to smack smite dude so much as to say like oh hey look at what these fucking cornballs will do for me exactly I'm so drop dead blah 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 you know it's like every story you've ever and I seen believe you bitch so uh, <laughs> you know. it's like every it's like every story you've ever seen where it's like a a female journalist quote-unquote goes undercover but really she just went on tinder and like six assholes says something to her and then they make a whole article out of the six like assholes and like and inevitably there's always like one dude that really didn't deserve to be on there but like if she got an article so like look i need six assholes and the one dude that says hey cutie that motherfucker's going on the list too that's right (laughs) meanwhile you know if they replaced all the profile pics with tom brady they'd be like all of these guys are adorable i don't care what they say <laughs> anyway, uh all right, let's talk about sword ratchetness and then we'll get out of here, guys. Uh where's my sound effect? there you go guys uh sword ratchetness four people have been charged in drug related uh sword slaying case it's happening in uh pa jeez mm-hmm. four men have been charged with stabbing another man to death Woo. with a sword Let's see if i can get this article to play for everybody right now four men are behind bars charged in his murder channel 11's melanie gillespie joins us live and melanie did investigators say why it took them two years two years yeah to make arrests Peggy, one thing investigators wanted to reiterate today, saying this is not a cold case. They say it is a case they have been working working on since October of 2014, collecting evidence like surveillance video, witness interviews, and cell phone records. And they say they now can say they have all four suspects in custody in this calculated, premeditated murder. But I'm glad it had this happened before I left this earth. It's the day Tyron Howard's mother has been waiting for. It's like my heart feel heavy right now, okay? Um, I just want to just thank the people that brought all this to closure for me. Her son Tyron was killed in a gruesome murder in 2014. He- oh, for some reason this article is freezing. Mm. 
Uh, take your time. Uh, article. Mm. Her son Tyron was killed in a gruesome murder in 2014. He was found bound, gagged, and stabbed with a sword inside his Blairsville apartment. No arrests were made in the case until investigators announced today they have their suspects in custody. Whether it's video from. Uh. All right. Anyway, these motherfuckers kill somebody with a sword on some drug yeah. shit, y'all. I mean, of all the ways to kill a motherfucker is some drug shit. Nobody thinks they're going out by sword. Sword. In twenty nine, twenty yeah, sixteen. You assume a gun. You don't. You don't assume a samurai gonna come in there and <laughs> gag you and fuck you up. Right. What's a sword look like anymore? Like, there's so many swords. Is it a broadsword an Excalibur, like mm-hmm. a Lancelot or what? What did they show the sword? They didn't show this one, but they did show a picture of the perpetrator. Um, black. But uh, <laughs> they did. They, they just said it was a twenty two inch bladed sword. So I don't know. It could be a katana. It could be a curvy sword. I, no idea like a scimitar wow right but what i do know is you got to be careful when you're dealing with people that have swords guys even if it's just uh, uh what you might consider a routine drug deal next thing you know stores ah! stores into the fray and now you're getting shish kebabbed right yeah. and your mom finding you later it's not worth it guys i'll tell you what is worth it checking out stillborn fm Please on, do. wherever you check out your podcast make sure you go find it and uh listen to pd man interview i listened to the chad hef uh episode uh oh, today so uh make sure you guys go check it out man a lot of a lot of familiar faces and voices on there uh you know and follow pd on twitter stillborn dc and yep. uh make sure you support the dude man we appreciate you uh coming through pd hey thanks so much guys for having me this was great anytime when are y'all coming to town uh was it uh june 4th karen yeah that the i think like the first friday week. thursday fr- friday saturday sunday, sunday uh will be in dc uh in uh first week of june so yeah okay get up with me come do the podcast or whatever you got time for or just a coffee or whatever it is man you know no we'll make problem. it work dog yeah we we got we got a lot of people we're trying to get up with and is there any shows you got coming up that you would like to announce in case anybody will come check you out yes uh june 9th at the dc improv i'll be on there somewhat open mic it's scheduled pre-booked so it ain't open you know but it's a big it's the flagship club in washington dc so that'll be eight o'clock uh thursday night june 9th and uh that's the next big thing um you know, we'll just have more episodes of Steelborn FM up. I like the hashtag a lot, so I'm on Twitter, Steelborn DC. And uh you catch me on Facebook, Petey Steel. I'll engage with you, man. I ain't hustle diddy like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check them out, man. And uh we'll be back tomorrow at 730. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have uh, my man Dragonfly Jones and uh, LeJeffro Jenkins from the Jenkins and Jones podcast uh well we'll be talking about uh game of thrones we'll be recapping game of thrones from this mm-hmm. sunday so we'll talk to you guys tomorrow until then shout out to ebony shout out to ebony how's it feel to be famous i am official it feels good i feel like me and taylor might still have sex <laughs> all right guys we'll talk to y'all tomorrow Till then love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.